Hello, and welcome to Grain Insight, a CN update on getting your grain to market. I'm Stacey McCracken, and joining me is David Shednovic, CN's Director of Sales and Marketing. David, we're in early March and through a very challenging month for the grain supply chain on CN. Can you provide a bit of detail around the events that affected February's performance? So February represented one of the most challenging months for grain movement in years, with multiple factors contributing to delayed grain movement and reduced farmer deliveries. It began at the end of January with rock slides and washouts on CN that effectively translated into over a week of lost capacity in the Vancouver corridor for us. Almost as soon as that disruption was resolved, the CN main line between Toronto and Montreal at Belleville saw an illegal blockade lasting over three weeks, quickly followed by a blockade developing at New Hazleton, B.C., which took out the Prince Rupert Corridor for almost a week. Other blockades in Winnipeg, Edmonton, and other locations were of shorter duration, but all had an impact. In total, CN experienced 35 blockades, of which some ended and then redeveloped. Network fluidity was dramatically affected in Western Canada and through the east. At one point, CN had trains pointed at Prince Rupert stacked up all the way back to Melville, which is in eastern Saskatchewan, and trains headed to eastern Canada backed up all the way to Edmonton and Memphis. The network was approaching gridlock as traffic was staged with nowhere to go. By mid-February, CN had to effect a disciplined and progressive shutdown of its operations in eastern Canada, including stopping and safely securing all transcontinental trains across its Canadian network. Over 1,400 trains, including passenger trains, were delayed or cancelled because of the blockades, causing shutdowns of part of CN's network as freight was staged across the network waiting to be moved. Grain shipment week 28 in particular, which saw just 2,300 CN hoppers spotted in the country, was at the same level seen during the strike in November 2019. So how did the final numbers come out for CN in February for the grain movement? For February, CN shipped 1.8 million metric tons of bulk grain and processed grain products compared to 1.9 million in February of last year. CN's best February on record was 2 million back in 2017, and the lowest level in the past five years was in 2018 at just under 1.5 million tons. However, it's important to note that loaded grain trains, which do represent shipments, were stalled due to the blockades and washouts in some cases, significantly impacting port unloads. CN received over 10,000 preliminary orders for the last three weeks of February combined that we were unable to initially accept and plan due to the blockades and the Vancouver washouts. In one of those weeks, CN received over 8,200 preliminary orders, a level that exceeds the maximum supply chain capacity even under normal operating conditions and when the Port of Thunder Bay is open. But that level of orders really speaks to how serious the situation had become with respect to the impact of the blockades on grain movement. In Great Shipment Week 29, after initially being unable to accept any orders given how critical the network fluidity situation had become in Canada, CN was subsequently able to add back in over 3,600 orders after some of the blockades were resolved and network fluidity improved, demonstrating just how changeable the situation had been throughout February. Can you speak to why the recovery for grain might take longer to resolve compared to other commodities? Well, the grain supply chain is much more complicated compared to other supply chains. Grain is simply not just grain. Multiple commodities, grades, and quality levels all being shipped to multiple terminals from hundreds of individual origins. It's not one commodity being shipped from one origin to one destination. Vessels in many instances take multiple grades and commodities and or purchasing grain supplied by more than one shipper or at more than one terminal. And this year, given all the crop quality challenges, resulting in a crop with a very diverse quality profile, there's an even greater variety of products moving through the supply chain at once. And a lot more blending and product segregations required at port to manage product quality to meet export cargo specs. What do prospects for recovery look like for the grain supply chain? So while CN's in recovery mode and making progress, that's not the same as being caught up. These disruptions had a dramatic impact on the flow of traffic across the CN network 
and it'll take weeks to move all of the traffic that built up during the disruptions. These disruptions also came at a time when grain companies have a full book of business on and capacity is already heavily spoken for. Grain companies generally make sales on average at least two to three months in advance of shipment, if not more in many cases. While CN is very focused on our recovery efforts, we also understand how difficult this series of disruptions has been for all of our customers, particularly for grain producers who are struggling after unprecedented poor harvest weather, trade barriers, low commodity prices, and other issues. Thanks for your time, David. And thanks for listening to Grain Insight, an update from CN. <laughs>